Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Well, hello. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Okay, some of my it's, it's coming through my car speaker. I thought I turned that off. Okay. All right. So welcome you guys to Soap Dish uh, Recap. Uh, well, CBS Soap Dish Recap, where we Keisha and I um, recap both the Young and the Restless and the Bold and the Beautiful. And this is for the week of June fourteenth through June eighteenth. And normally what we do, we start off with The Young and the Restless first, and then in the second half of the show, we do and recap The Bold and the Beautiful. And then at the end, we do a, what is called flip the script segment, you know, so if there's a particular storyline or scene that you could change, this is where you will flip that script. And I appreciate you guys coming back out with us every week. So I always like to say that as well. So you having a good morning so far, Keisha? Okay. All right. Good, good, good. I will say we got a lot to unpack. Um, I think the biggest story this week is Tara, because that's Tara and Summer, because that's been buzzing all over social media for the past, I would say, 48 hours. <laughs> so, but we do have other things to address. Uh, for example, we do have the situation with um, uh, Amanda and her mom. And um, we also have the situation with Ashlyn Locke and Victoria. And, you know, a lot of little other things sprinkled in, like Elena and Nate and stuff like that. So, without further ado, are you still on that same time frame? Because I did finally see the earlier message. Um, No, I have a little bit longer. My dad is going to go play golf, so I don't okay. have to be back. I don't have to be back in this house for a couple hours. <laughs> okay, 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 cool. All righty. So, which uh, one did you want to unpack first? Where do you want to go? Um, We can do Amanda's first, since hers was only like the, what, the first couple of days this week. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Okay. So, what do you think about that whole thing with Amanda? Because he, she has a conversation with Victor. Because, uh, oh, uh, oh what, uh, because there was a piece before that, correct? The only thing I remember, so I remember her talking to Victor. I just don't remember the details of that conversation. Most of what I remember about Amanda this week, or what I, I guess, really paid attention to, was her conversation with Imani when mm-hmm. they were at um, the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And Imani saying how she uh, kind of uh, she looked forward to getting to know Amanda more mm-hmm. and Amanda was very you know standoffish and for a good reason and Amani kind of went off on her and it's like you can't expect her to just all of a sudden open up her heart to someone who first of all pulled out a restraining order on you was very rude to you in the beginning and is not 
they're they're still not being honest with Amanda about something. And yeah. I don't know if Imani is included in that with her mom and her grandfather, but even even just the I, I agree with what Amanda said is I feel like you you just want to keep tabs on me and that you don't you don't really care about having a relationship with me and that's how Imani comes off. Mhm. So I yeah, I Amani can't be she got really defensive about it and it's like are you getting defensive because Amanda's uh, what Amanda is saying is true or are you getting defensive because you really want to get to know your sister and you're upset that, you know, she's not reciprocating those feelings right now? Like she's got to she is going to have to work on the trusting with Amani or with um, Amanda because she was the one that came off, you know, very rude and and untrusting of Amanda in the in the first place. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my feeling on it. I think she needs to give Amanda a little more time and a little more grace than what she's doing right now. She can't expect her to just just suddenly trust Amanda or Amani. Yeah, I will say that Amani um, definitely is shocked by how fierce. Amanda is because she was like you know when she pretty much set those boundaries with Imani she was also impressed by her because I'm thinking the I mean yes there are other secrets and I mean I I think they're supposed to be coming out within the next couple weeks but the thing is I I would love to see if this whole sisterly relationship could turn into something genuine yeah, me too. You know, and that's why um, I wanted Imani to like kind of give her some, have a little understanding of where she's coming from. Like right. she's not, she's not off course for feeling the way that she's feeling, and you can't, you can't be offended by that because of you know how she came off in the first place. And then for her to approach Devon after Amanda walked away, and Devon was like, uh, "Hold on, you don't know me like that." Right. <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. So I will say, um, before we go go even further into this, because I think there was a news conference on either Wednesday or Thursday. I don't think they showed. They just went ahead until the next day. They didn't take a date and hold it back, did they? I said I'm aware of. Yeah, so there was a news conference here in the United States um, where, uh, yeah, because uh, the president was at the summit overseas, which... Oh, yeah, and I watched mine on the app. I watched mine on the app, too. You know, I mean, so a lot of you guys who missed a day, you know, you may be able to go back and see that on the app, and I think that was, it was either Wednesday or Thursday. But I just want to give the heads up just in case we mention some things and you guys aren't realizing what we're talking about. It's because CBS didn't, you know, normally CBS allows, if there's some news conference or whatever, they'll hold back the episode and play it the next day. This week, they didn't do that. They just went into the actual day episode. So for some folks, if you didn't see it on the app, you actually missed the day this week. Yeah. Okay, I wanted to get that out there. I forgot about that. Yeah, me All too. All right. But, um, 
yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, the part that you say that you know you got to give her some time to get to know you guys. I'm actually glad that Amani is not doing this case. You're I mean, Amanda. Amanda is not doing oh, yeah. this case. Me too. I'm glad she's not. And that's what they get because they've been, they've been. I feel like they've been. Um, very ungrateful for Amanda even willing to take the case in the first place. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're treating her as if Amanda came looking for an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you guys basically begged her to take this case on, and now you're treating her, you know what I mean? You're treating her as if she doesn't know how to do her job. Mm-hmm. And that's the crazy thing. I honestly don't think that they trust her expertise. I mean, she wasn't a criminal attorney anyway. She was yeah. a corporate law attorney. I just think that they saw an opportunity, especially Sutton, to say, you know what, if we we know that we want to tap into her weakness of wanting of her wanting to be a part of a family. Let's just make her appear that way and then I could get to manipulate and use her how I want to. Because that was the reason why Amanda walked away is because she had a legal strategy and Sutton was like, No, you need to do it my way. Then why you hire me? And it's all starting to make now as to why he hired her with you know the information that Amanda has been uncovering because exactly I'm guessing Sutton is he knows what happened so I'm guessing his whole goal this whole time was let's get her on this case and then it won't look as bad when they find out that basically the reason why he was killed was because he was looking for her. Yeah, but I mean, look at the look at what she's uncovered. Like you said, look at what she's uncovered so far, right? So, part of what she's uncovered is the fact that once the detective gave the information and reached out to the Sutton family, they now know that this man is looking for a kid. Why wouldn't it look bad? Why wouldn't it be a situation that Sutton is like, we need to stop this man because we don't want him exposing what we had Naya to do. It actually right. points directly at Sutton. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's he, banking on them finding that information out, though. Yeah. I, I know, like I said, I, I did see some things that, you know, additional secrets are going to come out next week on the week of the 21st. But, um, yeah, the thing is, is that this thing actually makes, from what we see so far with the clues that we have, Sutton looks like the prime suspect at this point. Because if this man now knows that his ex-girlfriend was pregnant and he's looking for this child that Sutton don't want to know, you know, that his daughter ever had a child, why wouldn't he want to do whatever it takes to keep that a secret? Now, so we'll definitely see. Um, did you have anything else on Amanda and Amani and that whole situation? Um, not really. Nothing other than when Amanda went up to her room, her suite, and her mom was there, basically, mm-hmm. basically like, "You better, you need to get back on this case, or you're going to make Sutton mad." Or some, I forget how she worded it, but it was almost as if it was a threat, like if you right. don't get back on this case and. Sutton is going to be very angry with you, and it's like, why should, why do you guys think Amanda cares about this man being angry? <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't have a hold over her like he does over Imani and Naya. Right. 
Don't nobody care about what Sutton gets mad about. <laughs> exactly. It it makes no sense. Why do you, I mean, anytime you say, oh, he's going to be mad at you, you're trying to instill a fear factor. Oh, yeah. my God, he's going to be mad at me? I don't want him to be mad. She don't care about that. She don't even really have an a, a, a actual emotional connection to this man. Right. So, I mean, honestly, that's a hollow threat. It was. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. Um, but the other thing is, I forgot, because you don't remember that conversation or a lot of details, but that conversation between Victor and Amanda, because Victor asked her to come over to the office, and he puts it out there about the fact of him, I mean, about the fact of... Um, Amanda being Sutton's granddaughter. And so she confirmed it. And um, I'm surprised that she did that with Victor. Because one thing mm-hmm. about Victor is Victor plays chess. And when you show your hand, he can have a way to protect himself and use that against you. So I'm surprised that she was transparent about the fact that he, she was working on this case. But I guess maybe she felt comfortable because she's no longer the, uh, you know, attorney on the case. So maybe she was like, I'm not the attorney, so it don't matter at this point. Yeah. You know, so maybe that's why she said something. Yeah, I think, I didn't. I thought she said that. Well, maybe that was when she was talking to, um, that was when she was talking to, uh, what's her name? Mm-hmm. That was when she had talked to Lily and Devon, and she revealed that Sutton was her grandfather to, Lily, and she was like, I'm not the attorney anymore, so I'm right. she had the same feelings when she was talking to Victor. Right, that's probably the case, so, okay. Um, Did we cover everything on that storyline? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Let's, um, let me see, something else small happened this week. Okay, this whole thing, they need to hurry up and bring Chance on. I mean, it's just her sitting back being upset, looking for chance, talking about him, calling uh, what's a cricket and all that old kind of stuff. It's like, just find somebody and bring this man back on, please. Right. And then just the, she heard about a federal agent being shot and you you just jumped to, oh my God, that's probably chance. Right. Do you know how many federal agents there are in the country? Exactly. <laughs> like, come on. Abby. Mm-hmm. It's just getting ridiculous and it's annoying. The, yeah, I mean, they dragging this thing out, you know, and it's like I understand what, you know, whatever they decide to do with Danny Boaz, and then they had Justin uh, Gaston on, which was Melissa Orway's husband. Yeah. Who are you going to bring back for this to just go ahead and fill the role so that this girl can, so we can have a story with her? I yeah. mean, Either fill the role or kill them off. The phone calls and the the cryptic messages, and now what? She's got somebody stalking her. Yeah. Like, is this supposed to be him just looking in on her from a distance? Like, this is just Just, exactly. You know, just just get it over with. You know, just bring somebody on and let's keep the storyline moving. I mean. The other thing is, is that um, Mariah's having a boy. Yep. 
So that guy that came out the bag. I mean, do you find that storyline interesting at all? I think it would be more interesting if Chance was actually here. That's true. But I mean, what are they gonna do with? The, okay, so are they trying to build? Uh, uh, a, what is the? I don't know. What is the plot line with this storyline in regards to? Just say they bring Chance on, right? What are you going to do with that? Is this particular storyline bringing awareness to surrogacy or what? You know what I mean? I don't know. I think um, if they, and I, I guess really they could even do it without Chance being there. But I think if they would have approached it from the standpoint of um, Abby and her controlling personality with Mariah, because they only really touched on that a couple of times, and it was just like. Right would say something to Mariah and then you know they would it would be like an understanding and she would apologize or whatever I excuse me I think if they which I mean it sucks because you don't want to see them fall out or anything like that right. but I think if they approached it from the like maybe there's clashes between him and Devon or maybe there's clashes between them and Mariah um you know, throughout her pregnancy because Mariah isn't doing what they want her to do and she's not being as safe as they think she can be or, you know what I mean? I don't well, know. I, I, I guess I was expecting more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, we woke were because I remember us on this same podcast of probably back in like March saying when when we found out she got pregnant and when Abby was trying to offer her tea and some type of crackers, and Mariah was giving her the stink eye or whatever, we was like, oh, this ain't going to be good. But they haven't done anything like that, really. So, you know, it, it, it's definitely not what we expected. I thought it was going to be the same thing where Abby was going to be controlling. You know what I mean? So, but I hopefully... Think, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I did think um, the scene between her and Devon when they were sitting at... Um, his table, his dining room table, and talking or whatever. I thought that was sweet. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, it was, you know, it was cute. It seemed like those scenes are filler scenes. Does that make sense? So you'll have the drama with Ashlyn and Victoria and Summer and Tara and maybe Amanda, and then those scenes with Abby and, you know, whatever she got going, it's like filler scenes. Just to fill it, you know, to give us some, instead of, yeah, I don't know. I'm wondering where they're going to go with this. They trying to, like you say, whoever this person is that's stalking her or was standing over her while she was sleeping. You know, they're trying to add some mystery to it. But they need to do something with it because it's just not dramatic. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, the only thing that could make the the whole the person that's watching her somewhat interesting is I don't know maybe it's somebody that Chance arrested right years ago and and now he's going to get some kind of revenge on Chance by stalking Chance by stalking Abby mm-hmm. and maybe that'll bring Chance back home or something like that right okay well that would that would be interesting yeah honestly like the scenes with Nina and um, Nina and Ashley, like Nina, Ashley, and Abby, I, be honest, I fast forward through. 
I, I mean, I don't blame you. It's like, okay, well, all right, fine. Let's get through this scene. What's next? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. It's just not an interesting. To me, it's not that big of an interesting storyline. It's not, and I feel like they say the same things every time they're together. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so I wanted to go ahead and knock that out the way. Um, let's see, what else do we have? We did see um the whole thing with Adam and Sharon and Ray. Why don't I remember that? Because Tara took the scene this week. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) What happened with them? Well, there was this whole thing about, um, you know, he went to visit her. Oh, Chelsea? Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, asking all these probing questions. And then the doctor, remember uh, Chelsea's yeah. doctor was yeah. like, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know where that's going to go. I know that Melissa Claire Egan is probably due in about another month or so. So, her, I don't know how, I guess she'll be off screen, of course, throughout her maternity leave. Um, but what are they going to do with that? And then when are they bringing that other girl on? I'm curious about that too. What other girl? Oh, the, the one that uh, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting about her. Right, because they announced it so well in advance, so everybody's looking forward to her, and it's you know maybe you know I don't know I don't know what happened with that. That's pretty interesting, but um. Yeah, that's all we really had with the Adams situation. It wasn't much with them. Let's yeah. talk about uh, the whole thing that happened with um, Nate. Oh, yeah, the, the allergic reaction? Yes, absolutely. So, my thing is, I, I, and listen, some folks was like, how, did he, how can he not know that he was allergic to shellfish or crab cakes or whatever? You can develop late allergies. I am a living proof of that because I used to eat shellfish when I was younger and now I can't have it I can't even touch it I'll break out in hives so yeah because she was like Nate you didn't know that you weren't allergic to crap he was like I've never been allergic to anything in my life so but the same thing happened to my sister with um She's, we've had animals growing up our whole like cats and dogs mm-hmm. growing up our whole life, and then suddenly, when she hit her thirties, she couldn't be around cats anymore. Yeah, we literally, literally, we grew up with cats. So yeah, you can develop that stuff late. Yeah, your body chemistry changes after it, you know as you get older, and some things that you used to could tolerate, you can't tolerate anymore, and your body rejects it. So. Obviously, Nate is in one of those situations because I'm like, most people know because shellfish is one of the biggest items. Shellfish and nuts are two of the biggest things out here. And I will say milk and eggs, too. But, you know, usually shellfish is one of the biggest things that people are allergic to. So for him to not know that and to actually order that, you know, he obviously did not know. And probably, you know, of course, it it took him by surprise. But the interesting thing, it brought him and Elena closer together. 
What do you think about that? Because I know last week you was hoping that he was going to tell her thanks for Kick Rocks. Yeah. I I was surprised for sure because I didn't think I, – to me it, it seemed too um, – I don't know. It, it was too convenient because last week, of course, was when Elena let him know that she got a job offer in Maryland but was probing for should I take it or not mm-hmm. if she wanted to see if he still – if there was still a chance with him. And he was basically – and Nate was kind of like, you know, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't begging for her to stay. So I was thinking with this thing happening, I was like, oh, this I, – I thought what was going to happen was Elena was going to assume that they were going to get back together. And Nate was going to be like, uh, no, I still feel the same way. But it looks like he's changing his mind now. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would have been more entertaining and less um, less obvious if they would have had Nate still tell her, no, I still don't want to be with you. Because I think most people were probably expecting this little life-threatening event to change Nate's mind. Well, you've seen the previews for next week, right? Uh, that can you know how at the end of on Friday they'll say next week on the Young and the Restless. No, they, I didn't. Oh, you didn't see it. Okay, well they did show the clip of Nate telling Elena, "Let's do this." Let's. Oh make wait, this. I didn't see that. I take that back. I didn't see him say that. Yeah. Yeah. So. But here's my thing, is that because Amani is also interested in him as well. Are they going to create a triangle between Amani and Elena? I hope so. That would be interesting. I hope they do it just because of how messy Elena has been between Nate and Devon and mm-hmm. Amanda's relationship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let somebody create some uh, some drama for Elena. Mm-hmm. Other than Amanda. Yep, you know, I'm curious to see how that's going to turn out because, I mean, he he had a little bit of an interest in Amani, and Amani is sticking around for a while. So, you know, Amani might look at this as like, oh, oh, that's what's going on. And maybe they maybe it'll create a triangle. That would be interesting to watch. Yeah, I think Amani would definitely look at it as a challenge. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We That was all that we really had, except the fact that Moses, now that he freaked out when he saw what happened to Nate, it had him second-guessing whether he was going to still be a doctor. Yeah, which I thought was a little... I mean, he's a kid, okay? He's I a kid, was, right. I thought it was a little dramatic. Like, dude, you have, you've never... You, you haven't practiced medicine you haven't gone to school for it like you're 16 and that was your your cousin so it's not like you've been to medical school or even like taking some introductory courses or anything like that like you have no training right anybody would have freaked out from a family member you know suffering an attack like that not knowing what was going on yeah exactly exactly a little dramatic about that yeah, you know, so I, 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 yeah, they got through that scene, and I'm like, yeah, well, one or two things. I will say, though, 
for the folks that, and I've seen this happen with other people, you know, working in the health industry, is that they'll say, I, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a doctor. And when you faced on with this, that industry will test you and see oh, how mentally yeah. strong you can be. You know, because some folks go up in there and say, hey, I want to be a doctor or a nurse. And they, they get to see some of these things head on, especially if you work in the ER. And then some folks, they like, oh, my God, this is great. I can help people. Others are like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It'll definitely test you. So Moses, I mean, like you say, he's a teenager. And, of course, that's his cousin. So, of course, he's going to freak out. But, you know eventually he'll be able to see whether or not this is something that he's mentally tough for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep, I, so. I said that was a freak out that he, if he was currently in medical school. Mm -hmm. Say it again. I would, phased out. I was, I was saying, I would say that if he was currently in medical school mm -hmm. and he had that type of a freak out, I would that would be more understandable. Right. Like the concerns that he would have, but you're still in high school. You haven't done any, anything near preparing mm -hmm. to be a doctor. You know, you've just been shadowing Nate and volunteering at the hospital. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you just, you got a long way to go. You got about 11 years of schooling and, you know, um, residencies and all that type of stuff to prepare you for that so yeah but I mean like you say it's his cousin family members you have an emotional connection to not saying you don't have emotional connection to your patients but when you're talking about with a family member and something happens right in front of you of course you're going to freak out right of course you know so all right, um, that covers that. So the other, it's two biggest pieces left to this week. And one, we're going to deal with Tara and Summer last. But let's talk about um, uh, Ashlyn and Victoria. Victoria is a big, giant hypocrite. And I'll tell you why. So... We have been hoping, because I know you and I have been talking throughout the week, and I think we even said this on the podcast, that we would be open to seeing a relationship with those two, right? Well, I'm learning here, and even as Victor said when they had a sit-down with Ashlyn and Victoria, there's something bigger at play here, which it is. And Victoria honestly... I mean, do I think she finds him interesting and intriguing? Yeah. But her end game is to create a merger between his businesses and Newman Industries. Yeah. Which is why she's not engaging in any intimacy with him. You know, because she's been borderline. She's, you know, she's manipulating her, his affections to get what she want out of him. Now, I will leave this tidbit because he says something very interesting on Monday. The same thing that your father tried to do to get Syaxeries is the exact same thing, similar, that I see you're doing trying to get my company while I'm in the midst of having cancer. 
And I was saying that yesterday. I was I said, ain't she slick? So you're going to get mad at your father about having him sign over Syaxeries in the middle of a heart attack. But at the same time, you know this man is dying of lung cancer and you want him to sign over his companies to you. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even put those uh those two things together, but it's hers the way she's doing going about it is in a less um uh life threatening way than what Victor did, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You know, I mean, and then she passed that information over to Billy, and Billy was interested in running the whole story. They did run the story, right, and got all those hits. But now it's your turn, and the only difference is that you're being extremely cunning and manipulative because it's one thing. Victor didn't know this man was going to have a heart attack when they were going to be negotiating. It happened in a split moment. And Victor was like, you need to sign this, and then I'll call the ambulance, right? Victoria know what's coming. And he also know that this man is interested in her. And so which one, I mean, they're both bad, but which one is worse? <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I still feel like what Victor did was horrible because yeah, the man was bad. literally dying when... Victor was refusing to call for help for him. Victoria isn't really she didn't she's not putting his life in danger by what she's doing. And she's being I mean she's kind of being upfront with it. She said you're dying and you basically don't have anybody to leave your company to because you know X Y and Z and you're going through this divorce. Your son is only 3. Like you have nobody to take the reins for your company. Um so I mean she's being upfront with it with what she's trying to do and Victor was just he was just downright evil (laughs) in his attempt I guess with Victoria the issue that I have with her is that she's using his attraction for her to get what she wants yes she's definitely being straightforward Mm -hmm. but just say he she don't go up to his room and she don't entertain the meals and the dinners and stuff like that and she came straight out and said you know what I'm I'm glad you told me you had lung cancer, you know, and whatnot, but how about we merge our company so we I can guarantee you if she took away the fluff that mm-hmm. she's providing and the finessing that she's doing, I don't think he would be so eager to sign that company over to her. Because he if that was the case, he would have gave a psyacteries. He didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's he trusted putting that that company in the hands of Victor and and Adam. He didn't trust Victoria with it. But now because she knows, okay, I can't come at him with just being give me your company. I'm gonna come at him with the fact that he really likes me. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna take advantage of that and, you know, play and tease and flirt a little bit, but I'm not going to cross the line, but I'm going to just finesse him enough that he'll do what I want him to do. You know, so even though Victor, he was more, I guess, damaging, this girl here is blatantly using um, his his attraction for her to get what she wants out of him. But shouldn't he be smart? I mean, he's a smart guy. I'm sure he knows that that's what's happening so oh, it's not like definitely Brie you'll see a lot of that conversation happens on Monday 
Yeah. So I, I guess I feel like at this point, if he agrees to give her anything, he knows what he's doing and it's his choice. It's not because Victoria is manipulating him or lying to him about anything. Yeah, but he's a, she's manipulating his emotions. That's the thing. And he knows it and he speaks about it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to give it all away. You'll see a lot of that on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um because I think we got on this subject about her being a hypocrite, which he also brings that up on Monday, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, it's pretty interesting how she's rolling with this. Um, mm-hmm. And then she even kind of have a conversation with Billy, which you'll see that on Monday as well. So, yeah, that girl there, that's somebody that... Um, <laughs> I don't know who's worse, um, a, a straightforward, vindictive Victor or a manipulative Victoria. Honestly, if you was to put Adam, Victoria, and Victor together to run a company, and they are all in unison, mm-hmm. they would be a uh, they would be something to reckon with. Mm-hmm. I that, you know Nikki and and Nicholas, you know they got a little bit more of a conscience. And yeah. I, I don't know, Adam is trying to grow a conscience, but if you was to put Adam, Victoria, and Victor in, in running a conglomerate that they have, they would be something to reckon with. They just can't get along with each other. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because they're too much alike. Yep. I so, agree. Yeah. Um, but I was so hoping that maybe they was going to give her a guy, a, you know, a, a romance interest. And this is definitely not what this is. Yeah. I'm so, I'm wondering if maybe there's going to be some last minute. I'm hoping. Oh, it's a misdiagnosis. Uh, you're not really dying or some well, kind I'm of. Say with social media, a lot of people are liking this Ashlyn Locke guy. They were hoping that he actually stay on screen. Yeah, I'm actually starting to like him too, mm-hmm. because I, I'm with all of the Ashlyn's a Ashlyn is a ruthless, horrible person. Um, that they I don't know the persona that they tried to bring him on with. Mm-hmm. I don't really see that. I think he's you know probably a really good businessman. Um, but I don't think that he's worse than Victor. He yeah. seems to have a heart. Mm-hmm. to some extent you know what I mean yeah and and this whole thing the whole situation with Tara I feel like he's more of a victim than you know what Tara is because he was oh, the one that was lied absolutely. to he absolutely. was he was cheated on he was lied to for three years about the paternity of his son and everybody is treating him as if he's the one that's wrong for being angry about the whole thing and it's like and at first, in the beginning, I was I was in that group too. But then, when I, you know, as you think about it, it's like this man was done wrong. <laughs> like his wife did him absolutely wrong, and and he's the one that is being painted out to be the bad guy. Yeah, and I think the writers, when they originally bought this Ashlyn Locke character on the show, they preceded a narrative for him that he was this vicious, ruthless, Mm -hmm. because even before he came to town, everybody was scared. You know, that was the one thing that Kyle always talked about. This man destroys people and he'll eat you alive. And I mean, so a lot of that conversation happened 
early on, which painted him in that picture. Yeah. Now, when this when the story came out of uh, the whole paternity test with uh, Harrison, it made him look like a victim. Now it switched him from villain mode to victimhood, and so um, I, I guess it was a shift in the writing of of his character. Because yeah, I mean, he seems like this very sweet down to earth because even with the conversation that he had with Nikki and Victor when Mm -hmm. they was talking about how you know they like to go overseas and watch these artists play music and you know all the different venues that you know are over in other countries that they like to visit and you know and Nick uh, Victor was like oh my wife is a pianist and yeah like oh I love to hear you play they made him a more of a human side. Yep. You know, versus the vindictive, destructive, as they call him, the Loch Ness monster monster. So I don't know. I I'm hoping that the writers is watching the temperature of you know the the viewers because it would be a twist if, you know, Victoria thinks like, oh, yeah, I got this in the bag or whatever the decision could be, you know, that um, now it's a situation of, guess what? They found a cure. Yeah. The tumor is gone. I'm going to be here for a while. Now you stuck with this man. Right. Or they make a twist where he was never sick at all and he just wanted to see how people operate. Yeah, that would be good, too. You know, so I am hope the writers are, I mean, yeah, the writers are listening. Maybe they, um, you know, I don't mind seeing Ashlyn Locke stay around. We need a new set of villains anyway. Uh, yeah. Tara is a new one. They, they beat the Adam villainhood to death. So move him over. Let him get his life on straight. And let's bring in somebody else who's going to stir in the pot. Yep. I agree. Yeah, so um, can I can we yeah. talk about how ridiculous it was for <laughs> Nikki and Victor to I felt like they had um they had Victoria and Ashlyn it was like they had them held up as teenagers. Exactly. Like, and just I don't know. Just that whole thing was just ridiculous to me. Like Victoria is in her mid forties, I think. Mm-hmm. And y'all over here questioning her as if she's a, a a teenager going on her first date or her college sweetheart and her getting ready to get married or something like that. Yeah, it's it, it was pretty interesting. I, I would say that Nikki went in harder on Ashlyn more than, you know, the Victor. conversation Victor had with yeah. Victoria. I mean, she was talking to this dude as if he was a 16-year-old boy taking her to prom. Right. Like, you need to slow your roll. I mean, you worried (laughs) about this man. You married to somebody like him. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Nikki kills me with that. She always talking about how horrible some people are, but you're married to one of the biggest... The the worst. (laughs) In town. You know, I mean, so it's like... Why are you trying to warn people about staying away from somebody when you continuously marry the same man over and over again? Right. As they say, girl, bye. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So, um, are we done with that one? I believe so. Okay. Let's jump into this other one. Mm-hmm. This has been the talk of the town because it's been so, especially after yesterday's episode. But of course, there's a lot of things leading up to that. So there's moving parts to this because there's this conversation that Sally and Tara has and all of that. And listen, I've seen some folks that was really rooting for Tara because of the fact before all of this came out yesterday. Because they was thinking that she was taking the high road. She was giving Sally some resistance in her plans. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing Sally knows who's who I mean as much as Sally is who she is mm-hmm. she can definitely see what type of person that you are and she definitely saw right through Tara mm-hmm. um, because at first Tara was like let me make sure my I's and T's are dotted if I'm going to go through this plan because if it's not, I'm not getting into this plan with you. Well, obviously they concocted it. Mm-hmm. Now the fact was... that Tara even mm-hmm. gave Sally the time of day told you that she was interested. Oh, absolutely. She tried to act like she wasn't, but you stood there and you listened to her talk. You listened to her um, tell you what she wanted to do. Even even in the very beginning, when you knew it had to do with her getting rid of Summer, you still listened. So. That that showed you right there that she was interested, mm-hmm. even though she tried to play stupid. Yep. But you know what? Before we jump into that, I forgot that conversation was at about Ashlyn leads into this. So earlier this week, after Ashlyn Locke tells uh, Victoria that he's dying and only have six months to live, mm-hmm. he now tells that to. Tara and Kyle Mm -hmm. and of course she's looking like now did you pay did you kind of get a a a whiff of that conversation that he had in regards to the financial support because of course he changed his will yeah and um, you know she's concerned about the fact of you know hey what's in it for Harrison because he was like, I ain't giving you a dime. But, right. Um, at first, he played it off because he was like, mm, "Why? Well, I, I really, he's not my responsibility. He's not my child. But then at the end of the conversation, he turned around and he, he did state that there is financial support in his will for Harrison. Mm-hmm. And she backed off. That girl is, um, and I think I said this couple weeks ago when I peeped the whole conversation about her leaving and then um, you know uh, Jack was saying oh no he's an abbot now he's going to definitely be taken care of and she kind of softened to that idea remember I said I don't know if I want to call her a gold digger but she's definitely looking out for her financial interest Yeah, definitely ringing true this week yep 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 Um, Yep. What was I going to say? It totally fell out of my head what I was going to say about that. Oh, okay. Well, the thing is is that um, Kyle is definitely bonding with his son. 
They're yeah. having a great time. The connection is on point. There's that scene where he was in the park and talking to Jack, and they had this whole conversation about, you know, I'm scared. I don't know what it is like to be a father. And they share mm-hmm. a bonding moment. Don't miss out on moments, you know. And of course, Kyle. I thought that out. was a sweet scene. Yeah, it was. Kyle missed out on some moments with Jack back when he was younger because of the whole thing with Diane. So. It was pretty interesting, you know. I'm. Uh, it's great to see that. And the guy on Monday's episode was very attractive. <laughs> oh yeah, thought. Danny. Yes, Danny, who was also on the boat of the beautiful at the tiki bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I was hoping that they was going to give him something, but I guess there was that one particular scene. So yeah, he just had that one clip, but it was nice to see him. Um, very, very nice to see him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anywho, um, yeah, it was nice that they have a bonding moment. Now on the flip side of that, there was a conversation with, uh, Phyllis and Summer mm-hmm. because Phyllis was warning her about using that kid to get what she wants. And I'm sitting up there looking at Phyllis like, you got something to say. <laughs> yeah, well, she did say it. She said, I may have I was, done that too. Yeah, and I gave her credit for that. Because she was like, maybe I did too. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, don't make sure, make sure you put yourself in that conversation, okay? Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to point the finger at Diane about what she did to come in between uh, you and Jack, okay? But you had some stuff to do with it come to your kids too, sister girl. So quit yeah. playing. But... You know, I mean, I this whole thing is crazy. So how do you want to approach this subject? Because now we're pretty much up to the part because we talked about Sally. This whole job, the Marchetti job over in Italy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Eric, because we need to address that. Eric decided to go ahead and do it. Such an idiot. <laughs> Such an idiot. He did it. Then we'll talk about Eric later too. On the bold and beautiful section. Oh my goodness. Mm. But um yeah, he decided to go ahead without any question. How do you not talk to my thing is it's one thing for you to recommend the job, but I guess that goes back to is it's all about who you know. Mm-hmm. Is applying for it. Because Summer had no interest, no application, no resumes. No conversations, and this job is dropped in her lap. Right. My thing is with Eric, why wouldn't you, despite Sally telling you not to, why wouldn't you have a conversation with someone and say, hey, I heard you were interested. This would be great. And someone would have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Me and Sally aren't friends because Sally Sally tried to play it off to Eric as if her and Summer are friends. Mm-hmm. So he would have learned very quickly had he made that phone call to Summer that her and Sally were not friends. I mean, and it's not like he don't have a rapport with this girl. I mean, Summer has been down at uh, Forrester and and um, Spencer Publications and stuff. So it would have been easy for Eric to say, well, you know what? Let me give her a call on his own. Yeah. Even if he told uh, Sally, oh, okay, I hear you. Yeah, I agree. I won't say anything. 
But his second thought, like, you know what, let me give her a call and just say, hey, you know, I'm recommending you for this job because your friend Sally said ABC. And she was like, what? Yeah. What about, you know. And and she was so obvious about, she was very adamant about not wanting Summer to know. So that right there should have completely tipped him off. Yeah. Like, this is Sally you're talking to. (laughs) Why do you think Sally is doing something nice for somebody? Knowing her history. Right. And honestly, last week, I remember myself saying, yeah, this is the end for her. She shot herself in the foot. Because when Aslan Locke told her, well, you need to talk to Eric Forrester, I thought she was going to be like, dang, how am I going to do that? But no, the writers actually fulfilled that whole scene. (laughs) Yep. Which is absolutely ridiculous that yeah. that 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 even like the whole that whole idea is just dumb. There's so many holes in it, and I know this is a soap, mm-hmm. but there were so many holes in it, and there I feel like there was a different way that they could have come up with trying to get Summer out of Kyle's life mm-hmm. than than this plan because even. Um, I know we haven't really gotten to that part yet, but even what Tara says to Summer, it's like, Summer, just go go tell Kyle and Jack what she said to you. Like, mm-hmm. why would you not tell them that? Right. Why do you feel like you have to keep that? Kyle is not going to be pissed off at Summer for not taking a job in Italy to keep Tara from taking his son from him. He's going to be mad at Tara. Tara obviously doesn't know Kyle as well as she thinks she does. And for some reason, Summer must not know Kyle as well as she thinks she does, and she believes that what Tara was saying is true. So, are you referring to when Tara was saying that, okay, I'm, because you're talking about the part where Tara told Summer, he's going to be mad at you if you tell him and I run away. Is that what you're talking about? Um, Kind of. So, she, I think the way that she presented that, if you don't take this job in Italy, I'm going to take um, Harrison is if he finds out that you didn't take this job, if he finds out that that I told you that I was going to take Harrison from him, if you didn't take this job in Italy, Kyle is going to be mad. He's never going to forgive you for uh, losing his son because you could have prevented it. It's basically how I felt like that's how I interpreted what she was saying to Summer about that's why Kyle would be mad at you. But see, that's the thing about just as much as Sally knows who she's talking to, Mm-hmm. Tara knows who she's talking to. Um, mm-hmm. One thing about business, and probably this is she said, and she said that she says, I've been around Ashland Lock for many years. Ouch. Yeah. I've dealt with all kinds of people because I was right there with him when he was do- dealing. I've learned a lot from this man. One of the things that people like Victor, Victoria, Bill Spencer, and even in this case, Ashland Lock and even Tara is knowing the emotional makeup of your opponent. And so as much as if, if she realized that Summer is emotionally immature, she is. Mm-hmm. And we all know that because of the fact that that's why Summer is rushing this marriage. She's insecure. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a place of insecurity, you're in a place where you're not thinking straight, Right. You're mm-hmm. thinking off of fear. You're moving off of fear. And so Tara can sniff that a mile away. She see how 
when Kyle says something sweet, like what you were saying over the past weeks, how Kyle is saying things in front of somebody, you can see her reactions to that. Mm-hmm. So she knows that she's dealing with an emotionally immature person. Any logical person that looking at the fact of this would be, is that my phone or yours? It's probably mine. Oh, okay. Um, anybody looking at this situation uh, and just looking at the facts, move, removing the emotion, would know that Kyle would be absolutely angry and the Abbots would do everything possible to track that girl down. They would be proud of Summer for saying, look at this, what this woman is trying to do. But mm-hmm. because of the fact that you know, um, Tara knows that she can run ruckshot in Summer's emotions and make her feel some kind of way. She know that girl is not emotionally in- mature enough to process that and say, what do you mean he's going to be mad at me? He's going to be mad at you. I feel like that's just common sense, though. You would think, but because <laughs> she's so, I don't want to break Kyle's heart. I don't want to take it, and you are going to run, and that's going to be devastating for him. She's not seeing the end game of all of this, you know, and it's just so unfortunate because, well, okay, so I've been hearing rumors that Hunter King is leaving again. I don't know if that's true. I've seen um, the posts. Oh, yeah, she's leaving. That's why this is going this way. I don't know for sure. It's, it's, it's. Mm -hmm. I've heard supposedly. I do know Elizabeth Laner is on contract for a year, so the girl that plays Tara is going to be with us for a while. I um I tried researching that if Hunter King was leaving. I've looked on, you know, several different social media sites and tried to look up articles about her possibly going somewhere else. I've looked at her IMDb to see if she has other projects in the works. Um. And there's been there I've seen a couple articles that said there's been no confirmation or nothing confirming the rumor that she's poss- that she's leaving the show. Yeah. I so I don't I don't know if this was just too. something. Yeah. I don't know if this was just something that if this was a rumor that started because of this whole thing, because mm-hmm. this spoiler came out mm-hmm. that Tara was going to try to get her out of um, out of town mm-hmm. and people just assumed oh she must be leaving the show. Um, but yeah, I haven't found anything that confirms that she's going anywhere. Yeah, that that's that's the same thing here. I haven't really, asked, and that's why in my post I say supposedly mm-hmm. or it's rumored, but I don't see anything factual that you know Hunter King is like leaving the show right now. Now I do know that she does a lot of projects off and on. She pops in and out of movies and things like that. I don't know if she's taking some time away, you know, to do whatever. But just like with Lola, uh, Sasha Calais that took, you know, she's moved on to do, you know, the the project that she's doing. Mm -hmm. And even on the Bowl and the Beautiful, Zoe, Kiara Barnes taking the time. Well, she's leaving to go and do, um, you know, her project. They Mm -hmm. usually announce those things. Right. And that's why I was so skeptical about this because there's been no announcement of her leaving. And they normally, like you said, with the other people, we know weeks in advance right. when someone is leaving the show. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious of what the direction of this is. Um, 
is this going to turn into a situation where she does leave? Or is she, I, I don't know. I can't really gauge that right now. And I mean, I did see Monday's episode and um, I will say this much that Summer is considering the Italy job. Mm-hmm. She's considering it. So I don't know where the writers are going to go from here with that, whether she is taking some time away. Maybe she's not quitting the show. Maybe she's just going to be off air for a period of time to do something else. I don't know. I don't even think it's going to go that far. I think the plan that Sally and Tara came up with is backfiring and they're going to find out. Everybody's going to find out what they threatened Summer with. But and they're going to find that, out that Sally was behind the whole the job offer. It, but my thing is then that pigeonholes those two other characters. If they're going to be because both Courtney Hope and Elizabeth Liner is going to be with us for a while. Mm-hmm. So and if they, because more than likely the truth is going to come out. The question is when? Is it going to be for November sweeps? You know? Um, is it going to be a few months or whatever before that comes out? Because if they bring this out now and just say the Abbott stripped Harrison from uh, Tara and Sally is now um, ostracized that pigeonholes those two characters. Does that make sense? Yeah, but it'll just have them around coming up with more ways to cause trouble. I mean, they I don't, could. They uh, could, but I don't see Young the Restless actually, because one thing, you see storylines come, come to a quicker conclusion on both, and mm-hmm. it's probably because the short amount of time that they have is only a half-hour show. Whereas with the young and the restless, they would draw out something for a year. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. For some reason, I don't see that happening with this storyline. Yeah, because there's there's been too many, there's been too many underhanded. Um, I, I feel like with everything that Sally has tried to pull, mm-hmm. they haven't drug it out. They she's 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 come up with a scheme. She's tried to execute it, and then she fails. And then she moves on to something else. So I feel like that's what's going to happen with this. And I don't, I'm not saying that it's only it's like next week everything is going to come out. Maybe it'll take a couple of weeks or a few weeks. or, But I don't see them dragging this out for a year. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they several months. will, but I just know that that's sometimes normally what they tend to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I see. Remember when Ashlyn because right now everybody thinks Tara is this sweet, innocent woman. Remember when Ashlyn told um, was it Kyle? It was Jack or Phyllis. I can't remember who he was talking to, but he was basically like, you guys haven't seen the real Tara like I had. Mm-hmm. And now all of that is coming out and I think little by little people are going to start to see who she really is and that she's not this sweet, innocent woman that she's been um, portraying to everybody then to me that's a writer's flaw because he seemed absolutely shocked about what she hid about that paternity so if you know that she's ruthless and doing all these other things then why does that shock you so much that she would do this because I mean he absolutely thought his he adored his wife and that she wouldn't do anything like this to him and then all of a sudden in the the episode from last week that you're referring to 
oh, well, you don't know what she's capable of. Then why is it a shock to you all of a sudden? <laughs> well, I think paternity shock and seeing her do other things that have maybe portrayed her as maybe she's a ruthless businesswoman or not ruth- not ruthless in the way that every she's so soft spoken and sweet and kind even even the way she was talking to summer this week <clears throat> this week mm-hmm. you know you're going to take that job in Italy, you're going to do this, you're not going to want to keep college like the way she was speaking to her, she was doing it in this nice soft tone of voice, but what she was saying to summer was extremely like that right. was that was very threatening and she's coming off as this ruthless type of person. So maybe that's maybe that's how she portrays herself in her business world because she has her shoe company. Maybe that's how she portrays herself when she wants to get things done and Ashlyn has seen that. But someone business-wise and someone personal-wise, like those are two different things. I don't blame, I mean, yeah, he found out the paternity of his kid was not, it wasn't really his. Mm-hmm. So yeah, somebody's going to have, that's going to be a shock factor to somebody. I don't think I don't think he looked at that as something that she would do because he thought they were in love or whatever the case. Like paternity results and someone's, I guess, business personality are two different things. And you can be shocked about the fact that you're finding out three years later that this kid isn't really yours and your wife had an affair. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to watch. I'm glad that I will say that one thing about television shows such as this, which is a daytime drama, this girl is drama. And mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I, I really, because Phyllis used to be drama. She's annoying right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad they've taken the heat off of Adam. You know, they need some fresh folks to come on on this show and shake it up. And, yeah. And this girl right here, I mean, Monday's episode and that conversation that she has with Summer, I was like, I was here for it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't mind the, the drama of it mm-hmm. um, because, of course, that's what makes the soaps the soaps. Right. I don't like her. But I like her being there. Kind of the same way with Mia when she was there. I couldn't stand Mia, but she brought a different, she brought drama to the show. I guess my thing is the reason why I say that I'm cool with the character is not because I'm never a fan of people using their children as leverage. So let me get that out there. Mm -hmm. I will say, however, is that when it comes to people like Victoria and Phyllis and even Summer who has had a history of doing things to other people. Now they meet somebody that's their match. And that was the purpose of that post that I created yesterday. I wasn't um, that post specifically wasn't about the fact of who was right or wrong. They're both both of them are alike. I mean, because Summer has definitely, you know, I know some the whole bullying thing with another student, yeah, that was in the past. Um, but it's, you know, I mean, she's not that far removed from that behavior. Now, using her son is one thing, but using somebody's addiction to 
stick it to your mother and sleep with him. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the old other situation um, with her trying to hide the fact that she was responsible for Chelsea's miscarriage. You know, I mean, my thing is they walked the, those two, especially Phyllis and, you know, her daughter. They want to walk around trying to tell other people about what they're doing. How about you look at your closet first before you try to jump in somebody else's face? And now somebody can now offer a response and they're not afraid of them. That's the other thing. Phyllis always want to throw threats and stuff like that. You know, it's time for somebody that, that, that those two ladies meet somebody that's their match. And I honestly think Tara is going to give them a run for their money. And I'm here for it. Hmm. I guess cool I don't. Her lose, I'm not cool with her losing her son. But for the to make this show interesting, to have a fresh villainess on the scene, mm-hmm. especially coming up on somebody like Phyllis, who think that she can just criticize everybody else with the history that she has. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll meet your match. Yeah. I don't really put Phyllis and Summer in the same category. I because only because Phyllis has a for real long history of doing devious stuff. Summer's history is it started when she came back on the scene, when she came back to the show mm-hmm. and suddenly she was this horrible, spoiled, entitled brat trying to ruin people's uh relationships yep. and that that wasn't her that wasn't her character before she left that was more of abby's character honestly and then it was like they flip-flopped abby actually abby and mariah both that was both of them when summer was on the show before she had that break and then it was like it flip-flopped when summer came back she became the troublemaker and the so i don't really i can't really put her in the same troublemaker type of category is Phyllis because most of what she did was that whole thing all the drama between um, Kyle and Lola and her that little triangle and then of course the incident with her mom yeah I mean those are the two biggest things you she's worried about Tara undermining her relationship and possible marriage you did it twice not only did you interfere with the relationship with your mother had with her boyfriend you mm-hmm. also interfered with in so many ways the relationship that Kyle had with Col- with Lola yeah you know and um what does it feel like summer <laughs> it won't last long you know What's it won't like- last long because they're going to find out what Tara and, and Sally are doing and it's going to backfire mm-hmm. that's how I see this ending yeah, I'm curious for them to have Tara on or this girl sign this contract for a year. What is they going to have her doing? Because like you say, if this if they don't just say, you know, with what you're saying, they're not going to draw this thing out. Um, mm-hmm. What plot lines are they going to have that's going to continue out to 2022 with her? So it's going to be interesting to watch to see what they're going to do with this situation. I will mm-hmm. say that that conversation on Monday, because, you know, we saw a preview to that yesterday where Summer calls her the B word. And she was like, sweetie, you have no idea. 
Mm-hmm. All I could do was laugh. Yeah, there there's gonna be plenty of stuff that they can find for Tara to do. Like yeah, this this is not to... the only thing that she can be on the show for. And if this is it, then the writers have done a poor job of right. developing that character. Right. They're gonna pigeonhole her whether it's now or later. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So the thing that the thing that gets me is um she thinks that she can take on the Abbots, but she's also not considering that Summer is a Newman. And if Summer, Ooh, although yeah. Harrison is not a Newman, Summer and Kyle are together. So right. if Summer goes to Victor and tells Victor this is what she's threatening Kyle with, Victor is going to take action. And there won't be anywhere that even if she tried to run with Harrison, mm-hmm. she's not going to get far because Victor is going to find her. Like he does everybody, everybody that he... Yeah, so the the question is what, if the writers are going to take that route. Yeah. You know, are they going to... Because I saw somebody say that in on Facebook in one of the groups mm-hmm. that's saying, hey, you know, do they do Tara realize that Summer is also a Newman? And that, that side of family... I mean, she got... Honestly, you know, being that she is... Even if just say her and Kyle didn't get married... Mm-hmm. She still has a connection to the Abbott family, mm-hmm. so she has that, and she's she's a Newman. Yep. So I don't know how to rec- how the writers are going to direct it. Are they going to use that as a play in coming and combating? Because she could easily just say she don't tell Kyle. Yeah. Why not go and say you know what? Because obviously she probably know that. Victor's friends with Ashlyn Locke. Right. And, uh, why won't she go tell her grandfather? Or I know she's going to try to reach her mom. I did see that. I don't know what that conversation is going to be like with Phyllis when you know she tells her everything. My question is: Is Phyllis going to be smart enough to see through this and what her move is going to be? So just say, for example, and I know we got to move on. Um, just say, for example, you know, Summer tells Phyllis, hey, this is what's going on. Uh, Tara threatened to leave if I tell, if I don't take this job in Italy and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Is Phyllis going to say, fight for your man? Or is she going to say, you know, is this an idea that you want to get involved with? Because remember, and I had this conversation with somebody on social media yesterday. Phyllis really don't want her to get married right now. She's just going along and to get along. Mm-hmm. So I know she's not going to want Tara to threaten her daughter, but technically she's not threatening her with any bodily harm. She's just saying, stay away from Cal and go take this wonderful job. I think because Phyllis knows what Summer wants, she knows Summer wants to be with Kyle, mm-hmm. that regardless of how she feels about her and Kyle being together, um, she. I don't think she's gonna. I don't think she's going to say to Summer, "Well, maybe you should think about taking this job," just because of the simple fact that Tara is threatening her and basically telling Summer that she's going to take the job. Hmm. Uh, the other part of this, and you briefly talked about this last week, is there got to be some responsibility on Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle needs to spend time with his kid, but you also got to set some boundaries when it comes to his mother. Yes. You and know? Tara very much 
I feel like is running things when it comes to well Harrison wants to do this can you go take him to the park can you do this and it's like look I get it this is my kid but like you said there has to be boundaries and when I'm available or, or we'll set up you know when I can take him to the park or when we can go do this together or this and this and this you're not going to just pop up and tell me so Harrison said this can you go do this can you take Harrison here can can you come and spend time with him because clearly we see why she's doing it yeah because she's trying to get in between Summer and Kyle yeah every time they try to have a conversation she'll come around and she'll mm-hmm. be like oh Harrison wants you to read a bedtime story oh Harrison wants you to take him to yeah. the park. Harrison wants to use this, to show you this new toy or something and Kyle just go off running Harrison wants this sleepover. Right. (laughs) You know, and the thing is, is that there's also this other part of some of the things that he says to Tara, Mm -hmm. you know, when it has nothing to do with Harrison, you know, I'm going to always be there for you. Yeah. I, you know, I'm all, my family will always take care of you. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we're going to take care of my son. Yeah. You know, that's what you have to frame this as because, that's how, honestly, she knows that she can get back into uh, his good graces. And again, you'll see a huge conversation on Monday mm-hmm. with this with Summer. But she knows that she got some pull when it comes to him because they used to have a connection. I mean, yeah, it was a summer fling. But from the way that the writers want this to be perceived is that it was really intense. Mm-hmm. So that a whole baby came out of it. So the thing is, is that at what point is Kyle going to check himself? Right. And say, wait a minute, you know what? I got a fiance over here. I got to be respectful to her. I got to set boundaries with Tara. This is about Harrison. This isn't not about Tara. You, his mother, I respect you. But at the same time, you know, I can't be having these. I don't know if like you call it cryptic these little cryptic conversations mm-hmm. about how he feel about Tara. Yeah. You know, and then half of the time, Summer is walking in on this stuff. Yep. You know, so he got to take some responsibility in this too on how he approached this situation. He's just not, and Jack has is not given any, now he did give some advice. He said something about Diane, but yeah. it wasn't like him saying, look, you know, I, I want you to be a good father, but you got a whole white, a whole fiance over there. You need to pay right. attention to her and focus on, yeah, raising your son and set boundaries with Tara. Exactly. He's that. He's so happy to be a grandfather. He's losing his mind, too. Yeah, I think what he said was he has to make sure that he fosters a good relationship between Tara and Summer because he didn't do that with Phyllis and Diane. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. You can foster all you want. You can't control how these women feel about each other. Right. You know, and at this point, of course, uh, Summer has never trusted um, Tara. And Mm -hmm. Tara, she has a mission. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. That was the buzz all yesterday. And the biggest thing is her using her son for leverage. A lot of people had issues with that, and I don't blame them. And in yeah. real life, that is not something that you should do at all. 
you right. use children as a pawn to get what you want from somebody or even from the father. Yeah, and the thing is, is she's the only reason she's doing it is because she just doesn't want Summer around. It's not like um, Kyle isn't spending time with her kid, with that kid. Or, because like or, you said, mm-hmm. he drops everything that he's doing anytime um, she asks Kyle to spend time with Harrison. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she's had with him bouncing the time between Summer and Harrison. She just wants Summer completely out. He can have Kyle to herself. Nothing, here's, don't even have anything to do with Harrison. Here's the crazy thing, and I'm going to throw this out here, and, and I know we got to move on because we've been on the Young and the Restless for hour 20. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say this about Sally. Sally is stupidly thinking that just because, just say Summer takes this job over in Italy, right? Mm-hmm. And now the position at JCV is open. Mm-hmm. why does she automatically assume that Lauren is going to give her that job? Mm. Yeah. My thing is, she could say, you know what, you're doing a great job as a junior exec over here. I'm going to hire someone from the outside for that position. All of this would be for nothing. For yeah. Sally. Yep, you're right. I didn't even think I'm, about that. I'm hoping that the writers, in that would be a definite revenge because you didn't went through all of this, call Eric, call, got this whole Marchetti acting like you actually went for the job and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just say Summer's gone, right? Mm-hmm. But Lauren ends up giving that job to somebody else. You still in the same position that you was from day one. That's that. Do you know how she talks about Summer and Kyle being entitled? Mm-hmm. That's her entitlement. And she feels like just how she felt entitled to that job when Summer got it. Mm-hmm. again she feels like she is entitled to that job so the only person in her way is summer and she has no competition anywhere else and she's making that assumption like you said she's making the assumption that lauren is going to give her that job if summer does leave yeah and i would a man i would be cracking up if the writers made it like yeah mm-hmm, okay and lauren comes in talking about i need to make an announcement we introduce Jane Doe or John Doe as our new director of JCV welcome him and Sally would be looking stupid Mm -hmm. girl that would be great because that's what you get you can't automatically assume by getting rid of somebody that you're going to automatically take that position it's out of your control right you know and for her to assume like you say she feels entitled for for her to assume that Lauren is going to automatically do that is stupid. You should never assume. Right. You know. At the same time, on Tara's end, you know, just say, for example, <laughs> she could play this real good. So say, for example, and I hope I'm not turning this into a flip the script, but say, for example, if she go over there to that job, and then Marchetti says, you know what? We decided not to. And she come back home. And Tara was like, I thought she was going to take that job. Well, Marchetti's decided that they decided to go something different. And they're not going to fill the position. So I'm stuck here. The position is no longer available. What mm-hmm. can she do about that? She didn't turn it down. 
Yeah. That, that would be great too. If they made that storyline where she gets there, get all the way to the end, and Marchetti is like, you know what? We decided not to fill the position right now, but we'll keep you posted. Someone didn't do anything wrong. What is Tara's next move? Because now she can't go to a position that no longer exists. Right. Yeah, that that also (laughs) makes sense. That would be, listen, (laughs) hey, (laughs) both of those things with Lauren hiring somebody else, and they will both be out. Yeah. Well, I would say, you know, Sally would be still stuck in her position and then Summer will still be at home because that position is no longer available. You can't run and take the boy now. I did what hey, I did what you asked me to do. It ain't my fault that they decided to send me back home. Yeah, and that I guess that just shows how weak the plan is in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> because either exactly. either way it goes, like you I mean, there's really nothing Tara or Sally could do about either of those decisions. Because there are moving parts that they don't have control over. Yeah. That's the thing. You can only worry about what you can control. And yes, she put the ultimatum out there and Sally set all this stuff in motion. But the other third parties in this situation, which is Lauren and Marchetti, they could do something totally different than what these two ladies expect. Right. So... It'll be interesting. It'll be nice if the writers can't come up with some twists. Maybe we should write for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should do that every once in a while. Have some guest writers. So have some guest writers or something, mm-hmm. you know? All right. We got to, I, I, unless you had, did you have anything else? I know we covered a lot with that storyline. Did you have anything? No. Okay. All right. Let's move into the second part of the show, which is the bold and the beautiful. And um, we had two storylines this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the same old, same old story. <laughs> you know, with um, the whole situation of, let me see. Well, we had, um, oh my God, where's my recaps? Hold on. Okay, here we go. Where we saw on the week of June 14th, Bill demanded results from Justin as Bill and Liam languished in prison. Wyatt wondered why of all people Liam asked Thomas to support Hope. Thomas took his task from Liam very seriously and Quinn and Carter implored Paris to keep their secret. Eric walked in on Quinn and Carter. Mm-hmm. So... Um, which one you want to do first? Do you want to do the Zoe thing? Because I think it was more of the the um. Well, or was it split down the middle? Um, I think it was kind of split down the middle, but I feel like this. I feel like every single one of them was just the same thing as it was last week. The same conversations, the same to a certain extent. So, especially with um Liam and all of that. Yeah. Just running on it's like a run on sentence. Yeah. Um well let's talk about the whole thing with Paris because Paris found out, of course, that um, you know, Quinn was actually the one, you know, who slept with Carter. Mm-hmm. And she is ready to go run and tell that information. Mm-hmm. And we kind of touched on a lot of that last week because that came out last week, right? Yeah. Um, but this particular week Paris was battling within herself 
to tell Zoe. And of course, um, Quinn is on her knees pleading. Carter yeah. is walked in and he's trying to plead. But at the same time, these two are fantasizing about each other. Right. It's like, how y'all going? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you think these two should do? Do you think they should just walk away from both of these relationships and just be together? Uh, That's, I know it's tough, especially for Quinn. Yeah, because well, uh, here's the thing is that if they, if Carter, because I know Carter felt this week seemed like he was leaning towards just telling the truth uh-huh. um, at first until, of course, Eric walked in on them. But my thing is if Carter decides to do that, he's going to, he may as well just give up that job too. Yeah, that's <laughs> at the, the same time. Thing. Here's my resignation. I'm sorry. I'm in love with your wife. I'm going to remove myself from the company, uh, and I, I like I, I don't know. That's a tough one. It's it's tough because Listen. Paris knows, <laughs> right? That's what makes it tough is because she knows. So it's not just between him and Quinn and Shauna anymore, right? Um. So, so when Paris I don't know, says that Paris believed that Zoe and Eric deserved the truth, you know, because. Quinn was thanking her for not saying anything in that moment. Mm-hmm. Paris, um, I mean, this whole thing, Paris wanted to know how Quinn had gone, be- you know, from being Team Zoe to being in Carter's bed and all this all kind of stuff. Do you really want the explanation to that? <laughs> I sure you- don't. Why are you getting, that's just like somebody cheat and you want to know the gory details of what they were doing. Yeah. You know, it's like, do you really want to know how that happened? And for what purpose are you going to tell Zoe the details? And I mean, she definitely wanted to tell Zoe, but Zoe was like, I need you to be happy for me. Don't do, I mean, I, I, I'm glad I got you back in my corner. I haven't been really nice to you. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. What's your thoughts? I, I think that Carter is going to, he's going to crack because Carter's a good guy. He's, he, he feels guilty about what he did. Mm-hmm. And Paris is the same, Paris is kind of the same way where she's a good person. She's a busybody right now, like you said last week. But she's mm-hmm. a good person, and I think eventually, if Carter doesn't come clean, mm-hmm. that she's going to end up. She's probably going to end up telling Zoe. Um, I, I like I said last week. I think she needs to mind her business because mm-hmm. Carter didn't cheat on her sister, um, and Quinn and Zoe weren't really friends. So I, I think she just needs to mind her business and let it go. If Carter is reassuring her, like, I really do want to be with Zoe, then trust it. Now, if she sees some behavior after he says that, if she sees some behavior between um, Quinn and Carter that is questionable, then then I'll, at that point, I would say, look, I gave you a chance. You and Quinn are still tiptoeing around each other and sneaking off and, you know, hugging each other and all that kind of stuff. I'm telling her or you're going to tell her or you're going to tell her I'm going to tell her what's going on because you guys aren't sticking to your word. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so let me ask you. Paris felt that Zoe deserved to know what her friend and fiance had did between behind her back. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there is a betrayal there? There only maybe in the sense of because Quinn told her that she would talk to Carter for her. Mm-hmm. But even even Paris said it. Paris said it when um, Zoe told her. Quinn is going to go talk to Carter and see if, you know, she can get him to change his mind. And Paris was like, you two aren't even, you guys aren't even friends like that. Or you guys aren't even close. Or something that she She said to her. So, I mean, it was basically like her going up to a stranger and saying, hey, can you go talk to my fiance? And and ask him to reconsider us getting back together. Mm -hmm. And when you, I mean, when you trust a stranger with with that kind of a task, you can't guarantee that they're going to be, um, I guess, loyal to you because you guys aren't really, you guys aren't friends. So mm-hmm. if they end up sleeping with that, if they end up sleeping with your significant other or the person that you're trying to rekindle a relationship with, then have they really betrayed you because you guys weren't friends anyway? Yeah, like, I mean, it's like she is, it's a contradictory statement because she told Zoe in one breath, I totally agree with you. I'm glad you brought that up. She told Zoe in one breath that, are you guys really friends? You really haven't known each other. And then now when this happened, your friend betrayed you. Yeah. Which one is it? Yeah. Is, I mean, did you actually think that they were friends or do you now think that they are friends all because of this happening? Right. You know, because my thing is, you know, I would look back at that and be like, well, I mean, she really didn't know this girl in the first place. What did she expect? You know, and the other thing is they weren't together. And the Mm -hmm. problem with this whole situation is that the way that it's being written, Paris is taking this on as if Zoe has been cheated on. Right. Yep. No, the person that was cheated on is Eric. Yeah. Because he has a marriage in place with Quinn. Right. However, Carter and Zoe were broken up. He made that specifically clear they were broken up. And she knew it. You know, and and the, and the reason why they was broken up, because she was out there kicking in with another dude. You know, yeah. so, I mean, come on. I mean, I don't understand why Paris is taking this on. I mean, she had the conversation with Carter. Because remember last week, I was like, she needed to have a conversation with Carter. Okay, mm-hmm. Carter had that conversation, like, look. And he told her, we weren't together. Right. You know, and and Paris was whining, and he kind of got mad with her. He had to calm down. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because she was whining. But why did you? And she was like, Paris, listen. And then he calmed down. I was like, I don't, he's getting frustrated. Because a part of this whole thing is not him dealing with, with Paris. He needs to be concerned about dealing with Eric and Rich. And that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. He his concern is probably more so on the side of Eric and him mm-hmm. sleeping with Eric's wife than upsetting Zoe. Exactly, because you know, Zoe really can't say anything about it. Absolutely, because this I mean, look how uh, he was devastated. He told Paris when your sister was over there messing around with Zenday, 
I was devastated by that. Mm-hmm. Somebody I committed my life to, I proposed to, and, and then she kind of downplayed that. And she said, well, oh, so your response is to go sleep with Quinn? Oh, so you're just going to blow off everything that your sister just did. Right. That's what your response is. The thing is, even if he went and jumped on somebody else in another town, they were broken up, Paris. Yep. It doesn't matter if it was, it matters to Eric that it's Quinn, but to anybody, if he, even if it was Shauna, who's a single woman, it doesn't matter because they were not together. Exactly. You know, and so Paris can't get it through her head that it's not about her right now. It's about me and Eric right now. Yeah. So, yeah, because when he got kind of frustrated, I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. And he calmed down a little bit because, yeah, she became whiny about it. Like, girl, stop. How many people... I mean, she's not looking at the fact that this man could lose his career by this statement. You so worried about what's going to happen and oh, Eric deserves to know the truth. Do you know what happens when that truth lands in Eric's... This whole company is going to blow its lid. Yeah. So... And I don't know if she see that, and I'm surprised that none of them has said that. I'm surprised Carter hasn't said, do you know what impact this have not only on Eric, but my career at this company? Now, I, she could, go ahead. I thought he, I thought they did say that in the very beginning, like when she, maybe I'm, maybe I, that was just them talking did, to each I other. I thought some, I thought um, he said, and maybe it was just Quinn and Carter talking when they, you know, mm-hmm. decided that they were going to stop what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And just something about the impact it could have. And not, it wasn't with a, it wasn't with Paris. Yeah, well, I mean, she's not seeing any of that. She's just seeing the surface yeah. of this whole thing. She don't see how big and how explosive this thing could be the other thing is because she gonna turn around and say well if you just talk to eric he'll forgive you and she was like do you know girl (laughs) yeah that's come on parents and you know you stick you sticking your toe in the waters of people that's been at this company and have a deeper relationship with each other than you just came on the scene right you have no idea you have no idea what impact that this have on the relationships that these people have built over the years. Now, granted, they should have thought about that. Yeah. You know, but for her, it's not her call. She put the information out there. She talked to Quinn. She talked to Carter. She needs to take a step back and let them figure this out. Yeah. You know, and with in regards to Zoe... You know, I mean, it's hard to say because some people is like, well, that's your sister. If that's your sister, would you say anything? But again, Carter didn't cheat on her. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the difference. If Carter had cheated on her, different story. Right. If her, if him and Zoe had been together, but they weren't, so. And, you know, there are a lot of Quinn haters that, you know, are saying, yeah, throw that woman under the bus. She shouldn't have slept with her. Yeah, she was supposed to be Zoe's friend. Listen, I said this in a post that I posted on social media. It's not her job to continuously run and run interference or be your go-to person to get your man back. That's your job. Yep. 
it, it, it's not even Paris's job to continuously run back to your ex to bring you together. That's your job. You made the mistake. You got to make up for it. It was your job to mend the fences with this man. No, you sent somebody over there that you've only been friends with a nanosecond and expect <clears throat> them to do that job for you. Right. That's craziness. And the thing is, a lot of people say, don't let a woman go and try to talk to your ex. You don't never know. <laughs> Especially one that you don't know like that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what could, that could turn out. And that's yeah. unfortunate. But I mean, her sister like, tried it. Yeah. Zenday tried it at one point. She tried it herself. Like, if Carter doesn't want to be with you, he don't want to be with you. A stranger is not going to I mean, not that Quinn was a stranger to him, but like that, that wasn't going to get him to change his mind. Like, I don't, that whole, the fact that they introduced um, that whole storyline of Quinn didn't make sense. It just didn't because it was out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, Zoe and Quinn have never even been in the same space. And it was the same thing with Quinn and Carter. It was like, how are they going to build a connection with these two like in an instant when right. they hardly ever be around each other? Right. You know, the writers threw all that together. Yeah, that's exactly what this story feels, um, storyline feels like. It's just something that they thought of last minute and threw it together without really thinking things through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just, it just don't make sense. Now, a lot of people thought that Quinn and Carter had chemistry. I did see that over the past several weeks. Mm-hmm. When they were doing those, you know, those particular scenes, but ooh, excuse me, but mm-hmm. the thing is, is that, um, you know, I, for her to stupidly take somebody that she barely knows and send this woman, and and even when Quinn was telling her, because there were several attempts, Quinn was like, "Well, you know, I, don't worry, I'll talk to him." At what point do you say, you know what? Let me just step in. That's your man. Yeah. That's or, your man or your person you interested in. Or at what point do you say I've tried everything? He's not budging. I remember what? somebody, um, somebody commented on one of the posts about. I don't think this was before Quinn and Carter slept together, but it was, um, you know, around the time where Zoe kept going back to Carter, asking him to forgive her and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, um, "When is Zoe?" When is Zoe going to accept no as an answer? Carter is not budging. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. And then you keep sending, you keep sending, um, you know, this uh, woman over there and they get to having conversations and he's, you know, of course, Quinn was having problems with Eric which there's some accountability on that part of the relationship which, again, Eric did come around because mm-hmm. I remember we talked about that. I mean, somebody, your wife or your husband is talking to you and you blowing them off, not telling them I love you. You isolating your emotions from them. Yeah, They're going to feel some kind of way about that. And she was, you know, I, 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 my thing is, is that you need to go rectify. I'm a person about fixing unfinished business. You got unfinished business with your husband to figure out what's going on. Go fix that relationship. Mm-hmm. I understand you might be tempted because you're getting attention from somebody else, but you need to go figure that out. And if it don't work, get out of the situation before you move on. Right. And the same thing with 
on on um on the side with Carter. Yeah, you was missing Zoe. You was hurt. Blah blah blah. Go process that first before jumping in the bed with somebody. I mean, I can't tell so because I mean, people, you get to do what you get to do. He was single, right? But um, you need to process that pain because you're gonna end up probably doing something that you may regret. Yep, what she is doing right now. <laughs> yep, and he's definitely regretting that one. Or are they? The other thing mm-hmm. is now they have unfinished business because they're not finished. Mm-hmm. They really, truly are co- continuously thinking about, you know, the sessions that they've had in bed with each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm like, and then at the same time, y'all back with y'all uh previous significant others making it look like y'all happy it's a mess right now and parents need to take a step back because she even said you know well i don't want to be in the middle of all this okay well if you don't want to be in the middle of all this why are you yeah she was the one that went digging in the first place you went being nosy listening to people's conversations and whatnot through the corporate hallway doors (laughs) (laughs) you know everybody's downfall Exactly. But you know what? I gotta say, Quinn and um, Shauna, y'all was stupid. Why would you have that type of conversation in the CEO office? That could have been Steffi. That could have been Ridge. That could have been anybody coming up in that office. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing too when she was on her knees begging for um, Paris not to say anything Mm. at Forrester. And it's like, you about to screw up again because if Eric walks in, how are you going to explain that? Mm-hmm. or Ridge or anybody else that doesn't know what's going on how are you going to explain why you're down on your knees begging Paris to keep some secret well here's the thing they almost got caught up hugging in the other room across the hall mm-hmm. so you know they feeling some kind of way woo 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 and so Quinn <laughs> is in, in Carter's arm and Eric comes in the door talking about what's going on up in here right and now she got a finesse again. At what point do you learn? I mean, she should have learned from the whole thing when she got caught back. Katie talking about that stuff at the house. Yeah. When Shauna had tricked Ridge or whatever situation in Vegas, getting them drunk and stuff. And it's like, at what point do y'all stop talking about this stuff at places where you can get caught? Right. There's no reason why those two should have been in each other's arms at the Forrester office. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh-huh. my God. And Eric sure did walk in. He's like, what did I walk in on? Yeah, I need the writers to come up with more creative ways to why people get caught doing, you know, lying or getting getting caught in compromising uh, situations. One because these are just... Lock your door. Yeah. Yes, definitely lock your door. Lock doors, lock the doors to your apartment, the doors to your house, because that's how Zoe found out was she just walked. I don't always know she had Carter's key. Well, she had Carter's key, so that was on him. I mean, you got an ex out there. You need to change the lock. Right. And she ain't had no business or, doing or it in the first place. But... Back. Right. Ask yeah. for back. Um, the other thing is when Thomas was kissing the mannequin, Liam walked in. Yep. And how's Katie getting up in Eric and them house to hear her come? How's these people just walking in people's houses? 
I mean, same thing with Steffi. Liam would just walk in. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, will y'all lock y'all doors? <laughs> I mean, and even at the office, if you're going to be having a conversation like that, close the door and lock it or just leave. Go to a restaurant, go to a private place, then have a conversation. Right. That's correct. Go back. You know, they could have went back to Shauna's house. Yep. I mean, Flo don't live there no more, do she? Mm-mm. Exactly. Go back to Shauna's house. Y'all could talk all day and nobody will be able to walk in. Nobody could hear you. Girl, please. I, <laughs> but that's the nature of the soap, I guess. Yeah. All right. So, did we cover everything with that? Yeah, there really wasn't much else to it. Yeah. I mean, we ain't got much else with this whole Liam thing. Steffi showed up there, and the big other biggest thing is Liam asking Thomas to take care of his kids and hope. And I'm like, oh, Lord. And, <laughs> and I know Brooke was about to have a conniption. Oh, yeah. Out. Girl, yep. that whole thing is so crazy. It's I'm And not- it's frustrating because we know how, we know what's going to happen. We know that Thomas is because he still he still talks about how he loves hope. Mm-hmm. He's going to get his hopes up, and then his heart is going to be broken because hope. And she's not even being uh, she's not even sending Thomas mixed mixed signals, mm-hmm. like mixed message. She's not even doing that. But what's gonna ha- I feel like what's gonna happen is Thomas is going to think that at some point him and Hope are getting closer, and he's possibly got a chance. Liam was going to be locked up for a while, possibly. Mm-hmm. And Hope is going to be like, no, I still don't want to be with you. And his heart is going to be broken. And I just, I just see the ridiculousness that they are setting up for this whole thing. It's just ridiculous. That Liam, even in the first place, asked Thomas to, um, to be there for Hope. As if Hope doesn't have her aunt, her mom... Ridge, um, his brother Wyatt. Like yeah, she's just, got plenty of people that will make sure that she's good. You didn't yeah. need to ask Thomas. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make sense. It was like, why out of all the people, y'all were arch enemies. Mm-hmm. Even up to that point that Thomas came up there to see him, he was mad at him mm-hmm. about killing Vinny. You know, uh, being part of the hit and run or whatever. You know, and so at what point did Liam say in his mind, like, oh, yeah, I want him to be the caretaker of my wife and these kids. Now, Douglas is his son, so I understand that. Right, yeah. But in regards to Hope and Beth, yeah, okay. It's unnecessary. Right? What are you, my thing is, take. I'm sick and tired of Thomas being part of this orbit around Hope. Move him away. Give him, I mean, he got the line. He's interested in, you know, doing his job. Give him a new girlfriend. Please. Have him focus on another, a whole nother woman instead of him looking that pathetic to continue to want to be around somebody that clearly don't want to be with you. Right. Hope has repeatedly saying, I'm waiting on my husband. I want to be with Liam. And the writers continue to put Thomas in this orbit. And I I want them to clean up the act. You know, I'm hoping that, you know, we don't go back to everything that happened in late 2019, early 2020. Right. With Thomas and his obsession. 
But, you know, one way of doing that is giving him a new direction. Yeah. You know, if you want to create something, do a triangle between him, Flo, and Wyatt. I don't even want him to be in a triangle. I just want him to have somebody of his own. But, I mean, if they're going to add to the drama, because, you know, one thing yeah. about Oh, they don't bring on a lot of artists because in fact, I don't know if it's a budget issue. We ain't seen Katie in a while. So they only bring on so many people at a time. Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, if you're not going to bring any new faces to the show, okay, shake it up a little bit. Have him, you know, um, help Flo get into something and they get an attraction for each other. Just give him some new material instead of being around Hope. You know, yeah. I mean, we got tired of seeing Hope, Liam, and Steffi. Now we got to deal with Hope, her brother, him, and Thomas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just crazy, and it make him look obsessed because he's like, "I take this as a priority. It's my mission to be there for Hope. I am the one." I'm like, Dude, oh, yeah, I like, I want, I cringe every time. Thomas is in a scene with Hope or every time he's t- literally every scene is has to do with Hope yep. when it comes to him even if she's not in the scene with him she's talking he's talking about her in some way yep I'm so tired of it yeah I mean he's taking this mission on as if it's he's serious about it and it's like Liam should have said I need you to assist with the rest of the family in looking out not making him, I need you to be the one. And he took right. that to heart. Yep. And even Wyatt was talking to to um, Liam and was like, why would you do that? Yeah. I mean, because he said, Hope got me. He She got her mother. She got people around her. It's not like she ain't got nobody. And right. Then- Brooke is forever, and I can see why, and I, as much as I hate it, but the, Brooke is only playing off of what he's saying. I will always look out for Hope. I will always mm-hmm. love Hope, but I know she loves Liam. I always mm-hmm. be there for Hope. I know she has Liam. Okay. And so, of course, Brooke is giving him the side eye. Right. And here, my the other thing about this is as as annoying as it is for Thomas to constantly talk about hope or how much he's going to be there for hope does she think that hope is so naive and stupid that somehow Thomas is going to force her to suddenly want to be with him and fall in love with him I guess because she was like you gotta stay focused on your husband it's like, and I'm looking like this girl don't want this man. She right. don't. You know, I mean, at the same time, oof, Brooke really advocates for Liam, and even even though she's not happy about what Bill did, she don't dig in her heels when it comes to him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like she really gives them a pass. Yeah. Both of- you know, and I, if I was rich when it comes to Bill, I would be giving her the side eye on that. Yep. You know, I mean, seriously, they sit up and they talk about Bill, and she gets this uncomfortable look like, well, you know, and it's like, yeah. girl, come on. Yep. 
So, anywho, uh, you got any more with that storyline? Did we miss anything? I don't think so. What? How did you feel? Right quick, how did you feel about Steffi's conversation with Liam? Um, I, I thought Liam it was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Because Liam told her, you know, you got to be home for Kelly. You got a baby and a whole man over there. Why are you here? Right. You know, and she was like, oh my God. And she was so emotional about it. I'm like, Steffi, don't go down that road. Right. Don't go yeah. down that road. Yeah, I was a little annoyed. I, I I mean, I knew it was probably going to happen, but I was hoping that she wouldn't go visit him. You know, I could see if she want to check on the well-being and pass messages. You know, I'm taking care of our daughter. I'm going to make sure she's good. But she was emotional about how he was doing in there. Yeah. And I'm like, stop it. Stop. <laughs> no, you just got out of this. Let's not go there. Right. You know, so anywho. All right. Well, it was definitely good. What'd you think? Yeah, I agree. Okay. With the well, let's jump into this last segment, um, the flip the script segment, where, you know, for those who don't know, if there's a scene or storyline that you wish you could change, what would it be? Yep. Go ahead. Well, I'll let you go first. Um my Y and R is an obvious one. Mm-hmm. I, Summer just should have, when she went to the park, when she saw um, Kyle and Harrison at the park, after she had talked to Tara, she should have just told Kyle what, that conversation that she had with Tara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that simple. <laughs> um, and then my flip for The Bolt and the Beautiful. Um, I kind of, it, it sounds mean, but when Liam asked Thomas to take care of um, hope for him, mm-hmm. I wish Thomas would have been like, "Look, I, she's got plenty of family. That's probably not a you know a good idea. I will make sure Douglas is taken care of. You know, I'll I'll take Douglas off her hands more than I was doing before. You know, whatever their custody agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, but hope will be fine. She's got plenty of family to take care of her. She doesn't need me to be the you know, the, her shoulder to cry on. Gotcha. Okay. And then my flip the script for Young and the Restless, um, I would have been, I would have, I would have wished that um, Summer would have told Tara, Tara, you actually think that they would be mad at me for uh, not taking this job and you leaving? Mm-hmm. Stupid girl. They'll be mad at you. <laughs> stupid girl. I mean, it's a stupid <laughs> analogy to say yeah. you said it. You said it earlier. It's a stupid analogy for her to even think that they were going to be mad at Summer for not taking a job and telling them the truth. And you yeah. take off with the with the son and the grandson of the Abbott family. Yeah, okay. Right. That was for Young and the Restless. For Bold, um, my flip the script would have been um the situation with uh Paris and and uh Carter and Quinn to tell her, you know, you need to look at the big picture. There's a lot more at play. I understand you have feelings in regards to your sister. Yes, we know what we did was wrong, but mm-hmm. you need to let us handle it. And they need mm-hmm. to be firm with her because yeah. she's walking around like she has this leverage 
And you need to take that away from her to say, you know what, there's a lot more moving parts with this if this comes out. This means his career, and this means my situation in this company and the issue with my husband. Mm-hmm. I need to deal with that. He needs to deal with that with Ridge and, and Eric. I understand you got feelings, but at the same time, Carter and your sister was not together based on Zoe's actions. Right. So maybe you need to go back, sit down and think about that. And we need to take care of it. You want us to handle it? Let us handle it. Yep. That's a good one. That's what I would say. All right, girl. It was a good show. I appreciate you. We had a couple hiccups in the beginning, but we made it through. Yes, ma'am. All right. So um, we got about 15 seconds left before everything cuts off. (laughs) (laughs) So um, until next week for the week of June 21st, have a great week and we will see you next week. Happy Father's Day. Bye. All right. Happy Father's Day. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.